This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Good evening, everybody. How are you guys doing? Hello. Okay, awesome. Did you have a nice afternoon nap? Yes? All right, awesome. It's necessary. Okay. Isn't it crazy how Toboy Village, just thinking about it, I mean, it's famous now, isn't it? Isn't it awesome how God can put something on the map through our obedience? That's pretty awesome, isn't it? I mean, one of my friends, he preaches all over the world. He preaches at Bethel, and he's been with us at um, Toboy Village. So everywhere he goes, he's talking about the trans guy in Toboy Village. This little place that no human being has ever heard of. And God can just come and do something. Isn't that that special, right? All right. So I want to share with you guys, I have, a, I have a word of knowledge or two. I'm just going to risk this, if you, if you don't mind. Is, is, let's start with this one. Is there, is there a lady, anybody with the name Natalie in the room? Or Nat? That's all I got. Natalie or Nat? Anybody in the room? No? No one? Okay, that shortened it up quite significantly. No one? You sure? Nat? Natalie, something like that? No? Okay. I'm, we are doing well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next one I had is anybody with a, a back pain, like kind of in the middle, middle back area here. Is there anybody that's struggling with that? Anybody that's got a back issue kind of around here? All right. Would you stand for me if you don't mind? Is there anybody else? Yeah, would you stand as well? Awesome. Just, I'm going to let you guys stand and we're going to move on. All right, there can be more than one. Oh, yay. No chance, your name is Natalie, right? Come on, man. I got such a good word for Natalie. Where is she, man? Ah, all right. The other thing I felt is just keep standing. We're going to pray for you in a minute. It's like I saw this picture of, of it's like you get shocking, shock pains through your body. I don't know if it makes sense. It's connected to your nervous system. So I see it like you'll sit and it's just like this little shocks that goes through your body. Is, is that, all right, awesome. That makes sense. And the other thing I wanted to pray for is just if you're claustrophobic, who struggles with that? Would you stand as well? All right. Okay. Natalie's still not here? All right, don't worry. She missed the service. She was supposed to be here. I'm going to play that one now. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right. If you're standing next to one of them, just quickly stand up. And doesn't matter if that's okay. Just stand next to that person, whoever they are. Just put your hand on them if it's appropriate. And uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. And let's just start praying. So God, thank you. I just come in your name right now. We just release healing in the name of Jesus. Just flow. Every condition that you showed, we just speak life into that right now in the name of Jesus. Fire of God, just come. Come. Come in the name of Jesus. Let healing just flow right now. In Jesus' name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Is it something that you can test? I know some of you won't be able to. But do you have constant pain or is it something that comes and goes? Do you have it now? 
No? Any, who has back pain but can actually test it? Can, yeah? If it's a little bit better, just wave at me. If it's the same, you can just keep standing. Right? Did you stand for back pain? Do you have pain right now? A little bit, but is it better or is it the same? It's better, all right? And you? It's the same? All right, let's, both of you, let's pray for them again, all right? Thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. We just release healing right now, right now in Jesus' name. Fire of God, just come in the name of Jesus. Release. Jesus. Thank you, God. In the name of Jesus, just flow right now. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Awesome. Okay. Now we can go. All right. We'll try that out. Keep checking it through the service, and then at the end we can pray again. Amen? And if Natalie shows up, you know where to send her. All right. I've had worse, though. Worse misses. I want to encourage you with that. Uh, you need to be able to take a risk and miss. It's all right. Don't be embarrassed by it. It doesn't matter. Right? I would rather take a chance thinking I heard God than not speaking at all. Okay? Because so many of us, we're so afraid of failure, and we think, oh, man, if I miss this, it doesn't matter. I'm trying to be obedient, right? And we're all growing in a process of hearing God's voice. Next time, I'm going to get it, right? Um, I stood in a service one day, and I felt really bold this, this time, and it was a good lesson in humility. Um, so I stood up in the service, and I just pointed at the lady. I'm like, you, did your husband die this week? And she's like, no. I'm like, ah, like, that's a good thing. Jesus loves you. <laughs> Bad miss, all right? But we're all still alive, and we're here to tell the story. And her husband is alive, which is a really good part, right? I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. But anyway, uh, so we grow in the Lord, right? Okay, let's, let's try this Natalie thing one more time. Let's go a different direction. Is there anybody who's, you have like spots on your eyes a little bit, like blurred vision on the one eye? All right, okay. Would you stand, please? You're not by any chance into needlework, are you? Uh, making clothes, anything like that, nothing at all. All right, that's fine. I just want to pray for the eye then. All right, so thank you, God. Put your hands on her if you don't mind. Thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. And we just speak into her eye right now. We just release healing in Jesus' name. What I felt with that word, I'm going to give it to you because I actually do feel it's for you. I saw a needle and a thread going, and it's like this, um, you know, last lappy. I don't know what's a good, yeah, yeah. It's like this last lappy thing that's happening, and it's being put together. And, it, and, you, and I kind of looked at it, and I thought, um, this is, it's okay. You, you know what I mean? I wasn't super excited about it. And I felt like God is threading things together in your life. And I don't know if there's wounds from the past or things, and he's been kind of working on those wounds kind of bringing them together, but it was last lappy. That's kind of what it felt like up to now. And the next minute I saw how God comes and he, and he puts his hand over it and he says, I'm giving you a brand new garment. It's like a brand new thing that he's doing to you. And I want to declare to you today that I don't know what happened. I don't know what stuff you went through, but I want to declare to you today that the Lord says that this is the beginning of a new season. This is the beginning of a new day in your life where it's literally going to be beauty for ashes, right? It, it, it's going to be a rebuilding of ancient ruins in your life, and God is starting to bring things together, all right? 
I'm sorry your name is not Natalie, but we'll take that. And what's that? Now that is pretty awesome right there. Thank you, Jesus. All right? Because he wants to fix it. That's the point, right? And the, 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 the next thing that I saw about it is, although it's him doing it, but he's actually placing a needle in your hand. And it's kind of like you're starting to create garments for people, and that's spiritual, all right, out of the healing that he's going to bring, okay? Thank you, Natalie. Jesus loves you. Come on. All right. <laughs> Revelation 19, verse 10. I changed my mind completely. on what. Yes. <laughs> Don't tell Andre I'm that cheeky when he's not around. So. <laughs> Revelation 19, verse 10, right? I want to I talk, you can page there or it's going to get up there in a minute. I want to talk to you a little bit about the prophetic tonight. This wasn't the plan, but I just, when I, when I was praying this afternoon, I felt God kind of just leading me in a different direction. So we're going to have some fun. Is that okay? All right. Okay. So I love the prophetic. And um, let, let's start with this verse. Uh, I'm going to read the Amplified. I'm sorry. It, it says, I'm looking at the last sentence. This is the essence of it. It says, for the substance, essence, of the truth revealed by Jesus. That, that translation would say that this, the testimony of Jesus, right? Isn't that awesome? The story of what he did. The, his very nature, what he expressed, what he did on the cross, what he made available for each and every one of us, right? That's the substance. That's the essence. That's the witness of who Jesus is, Right? Everyone in this room has a testimony about Jesus, am I right? If you're born again, you have a story about Jesus. Now that story becomes the essence of all prophecy. I want you to see that. For the substance, essence of the truth revealed by Jesus is the spirit of all prophecy. Isn't that beautiful? Then the Amplified adds this and it says, it's the vital breath. The inspiration of all inspired preaching and interpretation of the, of the divine will and purpose, including both mine and yours. Isn't that awesome? That the testimony, the story of Jesus Christ is at the very heart of all prophecy. Okay? Because often when we talk about prophecy, people either freak out or they get very excited or they think I've been heard by some dude who stood up and said, you with the dead husband and it wasn't true, right? Okay? Or somebody stood up and they exposed you or they hurt you. That, do, do you get that that is not the spirit of prophecy? That that is not the testimony of Jesus? That's human error. Right? But all of us have an idea of prophecy. If I say prophecy to you, many of you see somebody standing and giving you a word like what we just did. Or it's a word of knowledge or, or something. But I want to suggest to you tonight that there's something in prophecy, and I want to touch on that tonight a little bit, and then just talk about different prophetic anointings, if that's okay. And then we're just going to release that. Is that fine? All right? Because I believe that prophecy is about so much more than words. Do you understand? It's about so much more than, than going up and saying, listen, I hear the Lord say A, B, and C to you. Prophecy is about you actually become a prophetic word. Do you get that? You become a message of the very nature of the witness that you have of Jesus, and you start living that witness to the world around you. To me, that is prophecy. That is the biggest prophetic word that you can give is the way you wake up and live every single day of your life. Because you're revealing something 
of the nature of Jesus to the world around you. That is the heart of prophecy. Is what is your revelation of Jesus? What is your story with Jesus? And then living that wherever you go. Right? It was Augustine who said that um, always preach and if necessary use words. We all know the famous quote, right? So we're, you're always talking. You're always prophesying. You're, you're always revealing something or you're supposed to. Put it like this. You are. It just depends on which side you're prophesying about. Right? You're either prophesying about Jesus with your actions or you're prophesying about looking like an unbeliever. Okay? But you're prophesying whether you like it or not. Right? Lady Gaga is prophesying. Wrong side, but she's prophesying. Do you get that? Right? You are prophesying whether you like it or not. You're speaking. You're prophesying of a revelation of God or of the God that you serve. Some is prophesying about their God and it's immoral and it's horrible and it's liberal and it's all this junk that we face in this day and age, right? But they're prophesying about the God that they're serving through the actions that they take. Do you hear me? You are prophesying without speaking about what you have seen about God, His nature, and you're revealing that. When pressure comes, what are you prophesying through your actions? Right? When, when challenges come in life, how do you act? Because that's actually prophesying louder than every, any prophetic word that you can give. Because to me, that's the true test of what you believe. Is when nobody's watching, where there's not awesome music and beautiful lights, and it's a nice holy atmosphere, and we all love each other. But it's in the workplace when that guy is giving you a hard time again, right? When Natalie is... I'm just kidding. We're going to leave Natalie out of this, right? When somebody is just messing with you, right? And, and you're not going, thus saith the Lord in that moment with your words. But your response is speaking about what you really believe about Jesus. And it's showing where your heart is at in that moment. You see... You've got to, we've got to get out of the thing that prophecy is something that happens in a church or a pulpit or some guy with a microphone. That is true as well. But the greatest prophets are walking around in the schools tomorrow and is going to work tomorrow and is being a mother tomorrow and is whatever single people do. I'm so excited. I heard the new word again. I'm excited. Lit. Yeah? In Jalo. Right? So I've, I've got a new word now. Anyway, right? Whatever it is that you do, but you're prophesying. Okay, you're speaking, right? You're speaking into this world what you carry about the testimony of Jesus Christ. So I want to lay that as a quick foundation for you, right? Because if you get that, then prophecy becomes something very different, right? Then you understand that everybody's prophesying. Your life is encouragement to others. Well, it's, it's supposed to be. Right? Your, your life is supposed to direct them towards Christ constantly. That's what it's supposed to be. We are living in one of the most prophetic times, I believe, that the world has seen. And there is a prophetic anointing on the church like we've never had before in South Africa, I believe. Prophecy is easy, to be honest with you. It's, it's something that was so broken through by, by generations before us that to prophesy has become a real easy thing to do because there's a grace on us in this season. But I want to talk to you a little bit about not the gift of prophecy, because you understand there's levels of prophetic. There's the gift of prophecy, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, right? That some may prophesy, it's a gift, right? 
what's the point about a gift? It, it, it's for free. Right? And what's the point about that? It's easy. It's got nothing to do with your character. Zero. It's a gift. Right? The gifts of the Spirit are gifts. That means you didn't work for it. That means the fact that they're functioning through your life doesn't mean you're okay and holy and right. It just means you're functioning in the gift. So well done. Yay. We love the gifts, right? But it says nothing about your nature and your character. Okay? But that's gift. It's awesome to function in the gift. That, that means you walk into a place and suddenly you just feel this prophetic word. You don't always have it, but today you have one. Yay, that's the gift of prophecy working in your life. Okay? Then there is the office of a prophet. That is something completely different. We're not talking about that tonight either. All right? Because that is a specific call. That's a mantle. That's something that God gives to certain people. And that's a whole different level. We're not going to get into that tonight. That's not what I'm talking about. I want to talk to you tonight about prophetic anointings, right? An anointing is something that comes upon you. It's the Spirit of God when it comes upon you, and it positions you and it empowers you for a specific function in a time, in a season, or in a lifetime. Do you understand? Uh, This is what happened to Saul, King Saul. Remember the story? Uh, In 1 Samuel chapter 19. Again, it happened to him twice, but this is the one I can remember. But he wanted to kill David again, remember? And David surrounded himself by prophets, and everybody was prophesying, right? And then Saul would send soldiers, and these soldiers were supposed to kill David. And they come into this atmosphere, and the next minute the soldiers would fall on their backs, and they would start prophesying. And Saul would get annoyed, and he sent in another group of soldiers. They come in again, the anointing, the spirit of prophecy, right? It's the anointing. This is what I'm talking about is so thick in the place that even these guys come in under it and they start prophesying. Then Saul is really annoyed. He's like, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to fix this thing myself. So he gets in there. He, he runs into the company of prophets. The spirit of prophecy comes upon him, and he starts prophesying, right? He falls on the ground. How crazy is that? He could have been prophesying David's um, future. <laughs> Think about it. He was on his way to kill David, but the spirit of prophecy comes upon him, and he starts prophesying. What if he started prophesying David's future in that moment? Right? He just wanted to kill him, but suddenly the anointing came upon him, and he actually gets his mind straight. (laughs) Right? It's a pretty awesome idea, isn't it? But that's what the anointing does. It breaks the yoke. It it sets people free. It positions them. So the anointing on this company of prophets was so strong that when they prophesied and people came in under that, they actually started seeing what they saw. They actually started breaking through into the truth of God, the nature of God, as these guys saw it. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be ones that carries an anointing, a story about Jesus, so that when people come into contact with us, they actually get sense knocked into them because of the anointing that you carry. Isaiah 10, 27, for the anointing breaks the yoke. Do you hear me? The anointing, not the gift, right? The anointing breaks the yoke. So that is when God comes and He puts His oil on you and He says, this is what you're going to do for me. All right? So what I want to do is I want to talk to you about a couple of prophetic anointings. I want you to listen, and just, if it resonates with you, 
what I hope you're going to get is understanding or hunger. doesn't matter. Either of those, right? Either you're going to go and you're going to look at your life and say, okay, wow, that's me. This makes sense. I never understood myself, but this is my prophetic anointing, right? I'm not talking about you being a prophet. If you walk out of here calling yourself a prophet, I'm going to put Daniel. He's big. I'm going to put Daniel on you, right? Don't do that. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the anointing on your life, your testimony of Jesus that's being spoken into the world. Okay? Does it make sense? And this is not an exhaustive list. This is out of the book. If you're interested, I can tell you which. It's not my book. I can tell you later which, who wrote it. When I saw it a couple of years ago, I thought, this is awesome. And it really helped me to understand one or two things. All right? So I'm going to read through it. I want you to listen and see if you find yourself somewhere in here. Okay? And uh, there's about 12 of them, so I need to do this. All right. The first one, it's dreamers and visionaries, okay, or seer prophets. You understand? It's a seer anointing, okay? These individuals, they move strongly in the realm of dreams and visions. Like, it's, it's obvious. So, so these are people that, I don't know how many of you are strong in the area of dreaming, Right? You dream a lot. Well, that is an anointing on your life that God has given you. Some of you are strong in the area of visions. It's like you'll close your eyes, you'll start playing, and the next moment these movies just start playing off in your mind. You just start seeing things, right? This is a, a dreaming, visionary, seer, anointing thing that comes on your life. And there's different levels of it again. But the guys that are actually prophets that function in this realm, Their job is to open up the realm of the Spirit to you. Do you hear me? We get freaked out when people talk about angels and demons. Have have you heard these prophets? I saw an angel. I saw a demon. I went to heaven. I saw this in heaven. I did this in heaven. And then God came. And, you know, you're like, what on earth is, you know, where do you hang out at night? It sounds like a movie, right? Okay. And we get freaked out by those guys. And we are so cautious of them. We're like, oh, this is bad. What if it's not bad? Right? God is actually, because listen to me, I want to I just give you a quick idea here. Just run this thought by you. Imagine the, a guy with the name John the Revelator, right? He used to be a disciple of Jesus. So he comes to you and he's like, dude, I was in the Spirit on the day of the Lord. And then there was this door that opened up in heaven. And God said, I need to come up there. This is your buddy now, right? And he's like, there were dragons in this story. There were four living creatures around the throne with four different kinds of heads. And there was this lady that came. She looked like the sun, the queen of Babylon. And there were wars on the earth and seven seals and black horses, brown horses, red horses, death and blood everywhere. Uh, Demons fell. Angels rose. Yeah, that was my night. That was yours, right? And you would be like, Andre, we need to talk to John. Right? We've got a problem with John here. John has lost the plot, right? But that actually happened to someone with the name the Apostle John. That happened to a guy named Daniel. That happened to a guy named Zechariah. It's so freak, it would freak us out if somebody starts talking like that. He'll be like, oh, this, stay away from me, you know. Right? But what if it's God? Those guys still exist. There are still guys moving and functioning in this stuff. And the reason why we have them is so that you can get a glimpse into the realm of the Spirit. 
And you suddenly go, oh, I didn't know it's there. Well, it is. It exists. Right? These anointings are so necessary because it actually helps the body of Christ. Don't be afraid of them. Right? Maybe you play a small role in that. You get dreams. You get visions of heaven and stuff. And people think you're weird. I'm sorry, but they do often. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. It happens. Right? And we need to be grounded in the Word. We need to be submissive under leadership. But this is an anointing that God actually gives to the body of Christ because we need to understand the realm of the Spirit. Right? I'm telling you, half of the guys in the Bible, if they came to you for counseling, you would have been like, dude, you need another job, man. Daniel, you, you sh- I, I don't know, I, I hear about this king called Nebuchadnezzar. He sounds like a really bad guy. I think that's not a good influence on you, buddy. We should be the salt and the light. I don't think you're being the salt and the light right there. You need to get out of that situation. That's how we counsel, isn't it? Right? Zechariah, dude, I don't know what you're eating for dinner, but boy, oh boy, your visions are getting a bit extreme, buddy. Are you sure? This is God. Are you really sure? Maybe just calm down a little bit. Yeah, we need to watch out what we decide is God and not. Because I'm telling you, if you read the Bible, it's pretty out there. Ezekiel had to lay on his side, eat dung or something, I don't know, for how many, more than a year or something. It's bizarre. God actually gave him that word. Yeah. It's true. Right? I mean, imagine that walking up to you one day. What have you been doing with us? You know, I've been lying on my side just eating dung on a word of the Lord. Like, right. Right, buddy. Good on you. But it's God. You see, and sometimes God brings these strange anointings to shock us into the reality of the realm of the Spirit. Right? So you've got these guys, dreamers and visionaries. Um, we have some of those in the body of Christ today. I, I, I don't necessarily need to mention names, but, but you have these guys. I mean, one of them was obviously a, a guy I think was amazing, was John Paul Jackson. Right? He was just this dreamer. I mean, he would have visions, see angels. God would just do bizarre things with him. But his story was to teach us that this stuff is out there and it exists and there's a spirit realm that is alive and active and wanting to partner with Christians and believers, right? Okay, the second one, so it's the visionary realm. The second anointing is prophets who proclaim God's corporate purpose, right? So these guys, they, they come and they give direction to the body of Christ. Do you understand? They're probably never going to go and give you a personal prophecy. Like, hey, Daniel, I feel God is saying A, B, and C. They're probably never, ever going to do that to you. But their whole life, the messages, the preaching, the direction that God gives them actually helps the church change direction and find true north in whatever season that's going on, right? Um, Paul, the apostle Paul was one of those. Because he had the ability to understand the times and the seasons. And he was an apostle, but this was his prophetic anointing as well. Do you understand? Because you're not, it's not about prophesying, it's about who you are. So Paul came in in a season, and his whole message on grace was exactly the direction that the church needed in that time to get into the fullness and the maturity that was necessary. So he was the guy that God anointed 
in a season to give a message to the body of Christ that will advance them into the next season, right? So they're not giving you a personal prophetic word, ever probably. It's not their job. They're not comfortable in that. It's not their job. It's not what they're supposed to do. They actually function in a different realm. There's a, there's a prophet today. Well, he probably doesn't think he's a prophet, but um, one day he, he was sitting and he was struggling prophesying over people individually. And God said to me, he said to him, listen, do you, want to see the, do you want to see the individual tree or do you want to see the forest? Right? And he said, God, I want to see the forest. He says, well, this is how it's going to be now. I'll show you the forest, but the individual tree, you're not getting words for them. Right? But you'll see the whole forest, and you'll be able to see that thing and prophesy into circumstances. Now, this relates to you as an individual in maybe over your family, maybe your place of work. Remember, there's levels of everything, but every one of you have influence somewhere. And some of you, have you noticed in a family there's always this one that kind of has a bit of a wisdom thing on their life? It's like everybody's got their thing, but then there's this one in the family. He's not always the oldest or the youngest. There's no pattern. It's just God's hand is upon him. But when he speaks, it's almost like he has understanding of the whole situation. He brings insight. He brings perspective, right? There's that guy at work. He's like, he looks like he's off asleep all of the time, but then when it comes to issues, he's the guy that you want to give input into the situation because he's seeing the forest for some reason. It's not his fault. It's not your fault. It's not that he's better than you or nothing. It's just who he is. Right? God gave him this ability to see the bigger picture and to actually bring direction into that picture. Do you understand? So these are guys that, that brings a corporate picture to the body of Christ and um, we need that. These are the sons of Issachar. They understand the times and the seasons that we are in, and they can speak into it. We need them. Do you hear me? You, you need that. If you don't have it close by, then get it. Get, get the email list. Get the prophetic you know, bulletins that's going out so that you can understand the seasons that you're in. It helps. It really helps to have understanding about what's going on in your life. Because you know what's the best thing to find out in life? Is when it, you think it's just you, and then you find out it's not. Oh, I thought it was only me that thought 2018 was horrible. And then you start speaking to people. like, no, everybody thought it was horrible. Oh, thank you. So maybe God is up to something, right? But it takes this prophetic anointing to actually see that, right? And to understand that. So that's the second one. The third one is, no, second, third Second one, I skipped one, corporate purpose. Third one, prophets who proclaim God's heart standards for His people. This, these people come and we never like them. Because they're always the one that go, what you're doing is not right. And it's annoying, but they are right. Have you noticed? It's like they have this ability to come, and they're not like condemning or anything, although you feel terrible when they leave, but they actually just love you, and they're like, they'll just drop things. They'll just be in a conversation, and they'll start talking about, you know, whatever, uh, illegal download of movies. And you've been doing it for a while, feeling quite comfortable with it, and then this guy comes, and he talks about it, and suddenly you go, you oh, took my toys, because you know he's right. Right? It annoys you, but you know he's right. 
So this is a prophetic anointing that walks into a room, and when they walk in, it's like holiness is imparted. An awareness of holiness is brought upon everybody around you, and suddenly you go, oh, I'm missing the mark in this and this area. It's like they come in. Angus Bucken is like that sometimes. He has this ability to stand there. He's an evangelist, right? But there's this prophetic anointing on his life where he'll just stand there and he just gives direction to the body of Christ. And he's like, listen, if you're sleeping with your girlfriend and you're still living together, this is common sense, by the way, but not for everybody, apparently. You need to stop doing that and get married or get out, right? Very quiet suddenly. Why? Right? And, and it brings direction. And it, and, it, and it challenges you, and we hate that. But it's the will of God. It's God's heart for that season. Right? It's an awareness of holiness that is brought because of these prophetic voices. Okay? They love righteousness, and they hate unrighteousness, these individuals. They are black and white, buddy. Gray doesn't exist in their world. It doesn't exist. It's black and white, and that's it. They need to learn love, by the way, because they can be very... <laughs> but this is necessary because it brings the church in alignment with the heart of God when it comes to holiness. And a lot of times, this anointing functions with the evangelistic. So you'll get guys that come in and they address sin head on. They're not afraid of it. And that conviction comes and people actually start repenting and giving their lives to the Lord. We've got to run. Prophets who proclaim the church's social responsibilities and actions, number four. These are people like Mother Teresa, right? Heidi Baker is one of them. My wife is one of them for me. So they have this heart for the orphans and the widows. They have a heart for the forgotten. And their whole life starts prophesying about our responsibility towards them. Again, we don't like them because they are going to make your life get uncomfortable in a heartbeat. But they're right. They have a heart for the forgotten. There's a couple in Pretoria, Matthew, and I forgot his wife's name. They do the same. I mean, when, you, when I see them, he's got more people in his house, more street people. He's just getting the drug. He's in, they're all just living in his house. He just... I'm like, dude, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. He loves doing it. I think it's horrible, but it's right. And we have done it in our lives, right? But they actually make you wake up to your responsibility, where God says in James 1.27 that, that pure worship is actually to take care of the widow and the orphan. And they bring that awareness to you. Some of you has an anointing for that, right? Number five, prophets who speak... Um, I'm going to skip that one. Prophetic worship leaders. I'm going to skip a couple just for time's sake. So prophetic worship leaders. You, Josh is kind of, you're going to meet Josh. Josh is doing that. There's probably guys in your circles as well that's doing that. Um, but it's people that sit down and they just, they sit in the next mon- minute. It's like songs out of heaven just start flowing through them, right? And they're just singing these prophetic songs over people. That it means the song doesn't exist on a board. It's actually written in heaven. And they hear and they release the sound over the earth. Jonathan Halser, raise a hallelujah. He's a prophetic worshiper, right? He's got this ability and he releases a song prophetically over the world. And that song becomes an anthem. 
right? Do, do you get how that song just traveled this, the world in, in three months, right? Raise a hallelujah. That, I mean, the previous one he did was um, No Longer a Slave of Fear. There's so many uh, guys like, uh, um, what's my favorite dude with the long hair? Jason Upton. Jason Upton is one of those. He just goes and sits. There's, there's no plan. <laughs> and he just plays. And the next minute, these songs just start flowing out. And that prophetic anointing, and, and you don't have to be a good musician to have that, by the way. Right? You, you can just be a prophetic worshiper in your own room. Because that anointing changes atmospheres. Right? It shifts the atmosphere and it brings an awareness of what is on God's heart now for His people. Worship is more than just a song and a guitar. It's, again, it's a lifestyle. It's the stuff that you speak when you see people. It's how you encourage, right? Uh, prophetic intercessors. I spoke about prayer a lot this morning, so it might be good to listen to that. But it's people that has a, a anointing, specific anointing, to address relevant issues in a nation in time and in season, Right? They're not just praying, praying blanket prayers, but it's actually prayers that hits the mark in that season. It's, it's a prophetic burden that comes on you. You might have had that with individuals around you. You just wake up and suddenly you're thinking about Sarah, right? You haven't thought about Sarah for months, but Sarah is on your heart. And the more you start praying for Sarah, man, the more God starts showing you what's going on in her life. And you're just breaking walls. You're breaking things through in the Spirit over Sarah's life without her knowing about it. But it's because this prophetic anointing, this prophetic intercession anointing came on your life, and suddenly you become this prayer warrior that opens things up in the Spirit for people that won't ever know it. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that awesome? You can change people's lives into the destiny of God without them ever knowing you or ever having met them. Isn't that awesome? That's beautiful, isn't it? You can actually be the tool that God uses to change people's lives that you'll never meet on this earth. But you could be the one that prays them into a place. You know? I mean, so often I would look at people, celebrities or whatever, it would irritate me with some of their actions, or I would just think, oh, what foolishness is this? You know, sometimes you just get irritated with the stuff that they do. And then God would actually place them on my heart. I would just start praying for them for a season. Right? Just pray for them. I don't know if they're changing. I don't know. Whatever. I'm just doing what I feel I'm supposed to do. That's a prophetic intercession anointing. And we really need that in this season in the body of Christ, right? Um, the other one is what, I, what, what, what we call spirit bearers, right? Spirit bearers. I like this one particularly much, right? Because this is a very strange anointing, Okay? The best way to describe them, and this guy describes it like this, he says, they are like people that sit on the beach and they go, put their finger up and they feel the direction the wind is going and whoop, there they go. They have no struggle to just follow the direction of the wind. That wind is the Spirit of God, right? These are people with the ability, they, they are people, they show up and they're like, I don't know what we're going to do tonight, and they stand around and they're like, Okay, God says we're going this way, and whoop, there we go. And then anything can happen. It can get really bizarre around these people, right? There's not a lot of structure around them, but they are disciplined, they are submissive, right? But anything can happen in the presence of these guys. And usually there are people that release miracle signs and wonders. Usually. 
because they've got the ability to just flow with the Spirit. They have no limitations on them, right? They're not bound by the issue. The fact that you don't have a physical leg doesn't stop them. If God says somebody's getting a leg, somebody's getting a leg, and they'll be the ones that release it, right? They are willing to flow whichever way the wind of the Spirit blows them. And these guys carry a breakthrough anointing on their lives. When they show a breakthrough is destined to come. Do you hear me? Because they're not afraid to let go. They're not afraid to submit and yield to what the Spirit of God is doing. This is an awesome, awesome anointing. And I think it's something that we're going to see more and more. Because this anointing also breaks all religiosity in you. Do you hear me? It breaks the religious spirit in us because it offends us deeply. It's like I, I walked into a meeting one day, and uh, it's this weird group of people, prophets, right? I don't know how I end I'm newly born again. I'm just getting into this thing, and we're sitting in a room, and we're soaking. I'm like, okay, this is already weird. It feels a bit hippie to me, right? It's just soaking on the floor, and you know, I'm like, okay, I'm just trying to look normal. <laughs> Because I trust them, they're awesome people, but it's just bizarre. I'm new in all of this stuff. So I'm just going, all right. And then the one guy goes, he's like, oh, nothing's happening. And I'm like, I agree. <laughs> Nothing is happening, right? And he's like, I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling us that we should just start rolling each other around on the floor. And I'm thinking, you have got to be kidding me. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Stu- foolishness, right? And literally the next minute, the one guy lies down. It's grown-up people, 50 years old. You know, it's like one guy lies down and two guys goes behind him. They just start rolling him over the floor. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking what, what is happening with me, Lord? Why am I here? Right? And then they roll him over and he tries to stand up on the other side, but he's so drunk he falls over. And I'm thinking, is it because of the rolling? I'm not sure now, Right? Then the next guy, and again, and then suddenly the Spirit of God, the presence just breaks out in the room. Everything, and I mean like crazy. For the next two hours, we're just all on the floor, just having encounters with the Lord. And it started with that craziness, and I'm going, okay, I need help, right? And then they did it with me, <laughs> ye of little faith, and they did it with me, and when I get to the other side, I, I'm gone. I'm like, man, this is, I don't know what happened, but this is working, (laughs) right? It's not a model or a pattern, right? Relax. We're not rolling anybody tonight. I don't think so yet, right? But you understand that sometimes it's crazy stuff like that that breaks something through. And it takes somebody with the courage and the anointing to say, let's follow the wind of the Spirit right now. It's not foolishness. It's not recklessness. It's not carelessness. Do you hear me? This is not just, oh, we're just flippant about stuff and we're going, it's not that. There's holiness and the fear of the Lord connected to all of this stuff. But this actually brings a breakthrough in the atmosphere. These people are awesome and I believe God is raising them up. They're free in their spirits with the Lord and they're willing to connect and pay the price for whatever comes. But boy, they shift the atmosphere. And they can shift an atmosphere. The last two all right? More. I'm gonna, but I'm going to just shoot this one. This is bullet points, right? The next one is prophetic counselors. Like, you have a counselor, but then you have a prophetic anointing for counseling. So this means that people don't tell you their problems. You tell them their problems because the Spirit of God is revealing it to you. It's a big difference. That means you get to the root much quicker. 
Because there's not all the lying and deceiving and the, you know, I don't understand. You actually have the anointing to see the issue and address it immediately, and it brings breakthrough. I believe this is going to be a massive thing that's going to break out in the body of Christ. Prophetic counseling, right? Where it's not all the psychology and all of that stuff, nothing wrong with it, but it's slow. We need faster. People need to get healed. Heart healings, trauma healings, soul healings need to happen quicker, right? So prophetic counseling. The next one is prophetic equippers. These are people that stand up and they equip the body of Christ, right? So they have the teaching grace on their life, but they have the ability to actually teach somebody, coach somebody, mentor them into their destiny, give them the equipment, the, the, the weapons necessary so they can do war for God, right? These guys are leading schools. They are leading schools of supernatural. They are teaching in schools, equipping kids, but with a prophetic edge on it, uh, positioning them into the things of God, right? This is important anointing. And the last one is prophetic evangelists, right? Um, Andre, by the way, is one. So the, this is an anointing where you stand and you get words of knowledge, and these guys can walk on the streets, and they'll just suddenly feel something for somebody. Listen, I feel God is saying A, B, and C to you, and then oh, they start crying, and before you see it, they're getting born again. Their whole family is getting born again, the dog, the cat, everybody. It's just the anointing and the grace on their lives, right? And for the others, you look at it and you're kind of, I don't know why it's so easy for them, right? It doesn't feel that way. But what I want to encourage you with is it's available, right? Prophetic evangelism is one of the great callings on South Africa, by the way. It is. Prophetic evangelism is what's going to get people back into the kingdom. Evangelism is awesome, but with the prophetic edge, that's what's going to accelerate this process. Healings will break out, miracle signs and wonders will break out on the streets. And I know you guys have experienced some of that. But these are just a few of the ones that is mentioned here and what I've seen personally. And um, I'm sorry that it's a lot, but I'm trying to squeeze it in, all right? But I want to pray tonight for some of these anointings to be released on you guys, right? that some of this will start wakening up inside of you and that you'll start prophesying, your life will start speaking in a different way than it did before. Is that okay? That something will accelerate in your life and that we'll step into a new season of what God wants to do. There's a prophetic grace on us, right? There's a prophetic grace tonight. It's here, okay? And He wants to release these anointings over people. Some of you might have gone, oh, now I understand myself better. Or some of you might have gone, oh, now I understand. This is what I always wanted to do. doesn't matter. Either way, or you go, I don't have that one, but I want it. That's also legal, right? Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.